0: Because tonight is going to be a very, very special night, very powerful. Guys, I was trembling in the fear of God while I was preparing this. We are going to be talking about the end times, the rapture, the tribulation, and the mark of the beast. And we're going to talk about what the world is going to look like as these things begin and the end before Christ's return. And also, not only what's going to happen at the end, but during the return of Christ. Now, let me give you a disclaimer. If you don't agree with me, if you interpret scripture differently, or if you think I'm wrong, we can still be friends. let me just say that I still love you I still care about you and a lot of the things I'm going to talk about let me preach this loud for all the religious people that are sitting in the back tonight these are not salvation issues so if you don't agree with me with pre-trib mid-trib or post-trib which tonight I'm going to share what I am officially and I'm going to break it down why I am what I am we can still be friends at the end of the day if you don't agree with me on the mark of the beast we can still be partners we can still be friends. these are not salvation issues Jesus did not say if you believe in pre-trib that's a pre. prerequisite Requisite to being saved. Being saved is by putting your faith in the what Jesus did on the cross. And so don't get all salty. Don't get all angry. Don't get all bitter. Stay with me because we're going to give you a lot of scriptures and maybe your view will change. We'll see but we're going to talk about these things and i'm not going to try and convince you that we are in the last days i'm not going to try to scare you into getting right with god although you should be convinced and you should be getting right with god i want you to know right off the start that even if listen to me closely tonight that even if we're not in the last days you are in your last days this is the reality and this is what i want to start with tonight You're in your last days right now. So regardless of, are we in the last days? Regardless of, is Jesus coming back? What is the sign? Is he coming back next week? The bottom line reality, I want you to tell yourself this tonight, that you are living in your last days, that the Bible says tomorrow is not promised and we need to seize the day. We need to share our faith. Come on, who am I preaching to? We need to lay hands on the sick. We need to drive out demons. We need to live spiritually sober and aware of the day that we live in because we are living in unprecedented times. Now, you don't need me to tell you if you've watched the news in the last year, you know that we are living in unprecedented times. Isaiah, why are you shouting? I just jumped on here. What's the shouting for? This is the urgency of the hour. We don't have time to pedal around and Chuck E. Cheese Church. We don't have time to play religion, argue over theology and debate back and forth and be keyboard, social media, Facebook theologians. We need some people that are going to lay hands on the sick and watch them recover. We need some people that are going to drive out demons. We need some people that are going to preach the gospel with power and that understand that we are in our last days. So Isaiah Saldivar will be 30 this month and I'm living in my last days because you have to understand our life, the Bible says, is but a vapor. A vapor only lasts one second and then it's over. So whether you believe that we're in the last days or not, you can be certain that you are in your last days. You can be certain that what is 80 years. Now imagine you make it to 80 years, which is less more than the average life expectancy. What is 80 years in comparison to eternity? any number divided by infinity is zero that means when you compare anything to eternity it equals nothing my life on earth is nothing but a fleeting vapor we talked about this last week our life is passing us by thank you for someone that said i have music on thank you i'm glad you said that because i would have caught that our life is passing us by so eternity is an infinite amount of time and our little life our quick life is nothing when you compare it when you divide it by eternity. It's nothing. And so this is why we need to pray guys. We need to be vigilant. And I pray that tonight I pray the fear of the Lord would come upon you. I know it will, especially when we talk about the tribulation, but I pray that you would ask the Lord tonight to deliver you from the love of this world, the love of this life, our ungodly attachments, and things that are passing away when we live our lives worshiping and spending time on things that are dying right in front of our eyes your car your career your house your job everything that you've worked your entire life to acquire is dying right in front of you and that's why Paul's like why are you guys worshiping and praising and spending all your energy and time on things that are passing away this world is passing away and we are coming into the time of the return of the Lord and we're gonna explain now listen guys here's my challenge tonight and I hope I didn't bite off more than I can chew I don't think I did because we will do another stream going deep into the Armageddon the writers of the Apocalypse the Antichrist I don't we're gonna give you as much as we can but it's challenging to make these principles i'm going to share with you and these bible verses as simple and as easy as possible because you have to understand that these things are relevant you might say well what is the end times relevant if you don't have a proper biblical view of the last days and the end times you will live your entire life thinking that this is all that matters, thinking that your family, your kids, your career are all that matters, and you'll never live your life for the life to come, for the age to come. Friend, there is an age coming. The Bible says the Holy Spirit gives us a sample, a taste of the power of the age that is coming. There is a real Jewish man that is coming out of a cloud, out of the sky, the same way he left on a cloud. He's coming back to establish a government that will never end, and the heavens will pass away, and the earth will pass away, and there will be a new earth and a new heavens, and we will dwell and reign with Christ forever. So this is not some light-hearted, some weak, some easy thing, friend. This is a lot that we need to take in and a lot we need to understand, and it's relevant for us today. Now, the last seven years before the coming of Jesus is the most talked about. This is called the tribulation. The most talked about period in the entire Bible. There is no time period that is more talked about and more discussed than the last seven years before Jesus Christ comes back, the return of the Lord. It's mentioned more than the first coming. It's mentioned more than the exodus of God's people out of Egypt and more than any other time period in history. Okay, so the tribulation time period is mentioned more than any other time. Yet here's the incredible thing. The average Christian and the average believer or the average modern religious person completely ignores, and I'm I'm reading the chat right now, completely ignores and completely disregards Bible verses about the rapture the tribulation and the second coming. I mean, now you might go to a super prophetic church and a super church that teaches a lot about end time Bible prophecy and tribulation and the seven trumpets, the seven seals, the seven bowls, which we're gonna be talking about tonight. But very few churches are actually preaching the reality of the coming of the Lord, the reality of the rapture. But we have to stop ignoring these things. Now, if we ignore Bible prophecy, You might be saying here, what does this matter to me tonight? If we ignore these things, we're making a massive mistake because we are missing the signs of the return of Christ because the Bible says that there will be signs before the return of the Lord. And many Christians could not point out one sign of the Lord's return. Not one sign. If I said, what's one sign of the Lord's return? Many, and now you guys are all radical, okay? So you're like, I could point out signs, but the average believer Can't point out one biblical sign of the coming of the Lord. So it's no wonder that we have a plastic synthetic church that only lives for this world. It's no wonder we only live for today. It's no wonder there's no fight on the inside of us. It's no wonder there's no urgency on the inside of us. It's no wonder why there's no passion to see souls saved, to see people healed, to see people delivered because we're not aware of the signs of the coming of the Lord. And so you think that you have all the time in the world to get it together. You don't think Jesus is actually trying to come back anytime soon. So I have time to spend 12 years going and getting a degree. Again, nothing wrong with getting the degree, praise the Lord. I have time to spend 15 years. And this is what I used to think, guys, growing up was I'll just drink and sleep around and party and live it up until I'm 35 and then I'm going to serve the Lord. The problem was I didn't realize that my time wasn't promised. That literally it is not out of the realm of the possibility for us to be raptured up during this broadcast it's not out of the realm of possibility it's not out of the realm of possibility for the lord to take us during the broadcast in the twinkling of an eye so we're not trying to predict the time but we're trying to see what are the signs so that we can be aware of the day of the lord the return of the lord matthew 24 36 i'm going to give you over four uh, 50 verses tonight so if you're taking notes you need to start writing stuff down matthew 24 36 says but concerning that day and that hour no one knows not even the angels of heaven nor the son but the father only so that day where the lord takes his church he says nobody knows that day no one knows when that's going to be so anytime somebody comes and says i know when the rapture is going to happen i know when the lord's going to take us i know when we're going to go in the twinkling of a twinkling of an eye they are lying because the bible says now don't argue with me don't debate me because this is too clear for you to argue with me all the religious people are going to try to argue this not even the son knows only the father knows the time of Christ and the end of the age and when the Lord's going to rapture his church. So people will literally point out dates and then they will fall for these dates. They'll sell all their stuff because they don't read the Bible and this is why it's so vital this is why we need to know what does the bible say about the end times now please i know you've been raised in church i know you've been taught a lot of theology about this or about that i'm asking you if you will look at what the bible says you'll open up your mind and say lord maybe i was wrong about the last days maybe i was wrong about the rapture maybe i mistaked the coming of the lord which i'm going to show you later the coming of the lord and the rapture are different things maybe i've mistaken these things and so i just don't know so don't come up in here going, oh, I know it all. I have this verse, I have that verse and trying to Bible battle. Just open up your mind and say, let me look at the word of God. Let me let the text interpret the text because I have to realize I don't have time to get ready for this. This is the most pivotal revelation you're ever going to receive about the end times. I don't have time to get ready for this. And fact, second Peter 3:10 says, but the day of the Lord will come like a thief. And then the heavens will pass away with a roar and the heavenly bodies will be burned up and dissolved and the earth and the works that are done in it will be exposed so a thief the bible says does not come and tell you when he's coming imagine someone breaking into your home and saying by the way tomorrow at um, about three o'clock in the morning i'm gonna break in through your back window i'm gonna take your tv i'm gonna take your laptop i'm gonna torment and i'm gonna cause complete chaos in your house." has a thief ever done that in human history no because if a thief told you when he was breaking in you would be prepared for him so instead he comes when you least expect it so you have to stay ready you have to live your life ready And let me ask you this question it's a sobering question are you ready right now for the lord to take you are you ready right now if the rapture happened again i'm going to go and explain to you the rapture Are you ready for this to happen right now? And if you're not ready, friend, you are living in danger. Let me say this loud tonight. If you are not ready, right this very second, right now at 624 Pacific Standard Time, if you are not ready, you are swimming with sharks and you need to desperately take this serious tonight. In fact, let me say this, if you're not ready, this is going to be the most important message that you've ever heard because this is going to prepare you for what is coming. You don't wanna miss this. You don't wanna be one of those that are left behind. Are you using a scare tactic? No, this is the reality. You don't wanna be one of those because I'm gonna show you what happens if you're left behind later. You don't wanna be one of those that gets left behind when the Lord takes up his church. Now the question is, when is the end of the world? when is the coming of the Lord when is the rapture and this was the question the disciples directly answer directly asked now the Bible says this it says now as he sat on the Mount of Olives the disciples came to him privately so they come to Jesus and they say tell us when these things will be and what will be the signs of your coming and the end of the age and Jesus answered this is what Jesus said take heed so that no one deceives you for many will come in my name saying I am the Christ and will deceive many and you'll hear of Wars rumors of wars so that you are not troubled. All of these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. And this is what Jesus says. Nation is gonna rise against nation. The kingdoms will go against kingdoms and there will be famines, pestilences, which if you look up what a pestilence is, it's a global sickness like SARS, the bubonic plague, COVID-19, that's a pestilence and earthquakes in various places. Now, here's what I want you to see. Listen to me closely. Jesus says this in verse eight. These are the beginnings of the sorrows. So Jesus says, listen, when you see the earthquakes, when you see the wars breaking out, when you see COVID-19, when you see nation rising against nation, when you see earthquakes increasing, when you see famines and global hunger, here's what I want to tell you. Because you don't, you won't know the day or hour. This is the very beginning of sorrows. So Isaiah, where are we in your opinion on the timetable of sorrows? The end times of the last days we're in the very beginning because pestilences pandemics all this stuff i'm gonna go on and show you this after then he says this then after this happens they'll deliver you into tribulation and kill you up to tribulation and kill you and you'll be hated by all nations for my name's sake now we know that's happening in many parts of the world just because you're in america don't you think that people aren't being killed as i speak for the name of christ and then many will be offended they're going to betray one another and they will hate one another and then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many And this is what he says and because lawlessness come on don't tell me there's not lawlessness right now all over the streets all over the place in every aspect of our world will abound and the love of many will grow cold but those that endure to the end shall be saved and this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to the nations and then the end will come so he says nation against nation famines Pestilence global sickness earthquakes. These are the beginnings. So we're in the beginning of what the Bible calls the birth pains So we don't know how long now here's the kicker We don't know how long the birth pains are going to last but what's important to note is because I have four kids birth pains get closer and closer together, the closer the baby comes. This actual translation is contractions. So the doctor says, when you go in, now we've gone in several times thinking that my wife is in labor, and they timed her birth pains, her contractions, and they said, go home because you're not ready. The the contractions are not close enough together. So as they get closer, in other words, sickness after sickness, earthquake after earthquake, lawlessness, war after war, That's how you know that we're getting closer to the beginning of the end of the age. So he says, here's the kicker. The volume of things happening is the closer together. And these, this is the how rapid things are going right now. Do you guys feel like we're racing towards judgment? Like, am I the only one that feels like we're racing towards the coming of the Lord? And every time I turn the news, there's another shooting, more lawlessness, another killing, another earthquake. Now India's in this huge pandemic, 400,000 cases a day. And I'm going, Lord, these are the sorrows. These are the birth pains. The Bible says that the, sun, that the earth is groaning in labor for the sons and daughters of God to be revealed. The earth is crying out for the sons and daughters to be revealed. And he says, you're gonna be uh, put up to tribulation, killed, hated by the nations, many offended, lawlessness, love growing cold. And then here's what I want you to note. And the gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world to a witness to all nations, and then the end will come. Now it's not the end of the world, It's the beginning of the end of the age, which is the seven years of tribulation I'm going to break down and describe later in the broadcast, but here's what I love about God. God says this to the disciples, I am not leaving the end of the age up to an earthquake. I'm not leaving it up to sickness. I'm going to leave it up to you guys to preach the gospel of the kingdom to the entire world. And literally I will allow the church to usher in the end of the age, the last seven years, the end of the age. I'm leaving it up to my gospel being preached. Now we are seeing this fulfilled right now. Listen, there's 3,800 of you listening to me from all over the world of nations and tribes. I got an email today from Chrisma, and they said, we've reached, I wanna say 150 countries on the podcast. Let me find it right here. We're reaching literally the entire world through just the podcast there and just the people that we're reaching through there, not including YouTube, not including Facebook, not including Instagram, not including TikTok. We're reaching the nations with the gospel of the kingdom, 149 countries. That's what Chrisma sent me today. 149 countries, um, almost 200,000 downloads just from their website we're reaching 149 countries with just the audio podcast and this is what jesus said he said i'm going to leave this up to you that if you want to speed up the second coming here's the only place in scripture that says if this happens then the end will come so god says i'm not leaving the end of the age up to an earthquake or sickness i'm leaving it to the gospel being preached now i want you to know he doesn't say the gospel of salvation get saved get saved get saved he says the gospel of the kingdom is going to be preached so this could be at any moment the 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 lord can return and rapture us at any moment Because we don't know how many people are left to hear the gospel of the kingdom, not of salvation. Remember, the gospel of salvation is in the gospel of the kingdom, but the gospel of the kingdom is lifestyle. It's the lifestyle of living as a Christian. So he said, then the end will come. And then Jesus says this. And Matthew 24, let's break 4,000. I don't think we've ever broken 4,000 on Friday night fire. Matthew 24, 32, he says, now learn this lesson from the fig tree. It's only gonna get better, guys. He says, learn this lesson. This is Jesus. When its branches bud and its leaves begin to sprout, you know that summer is near. In the same way, when you see these things, what things, the things I just told you about, you can know his return is very near right at the door. So as we begin to see these things, his return is right at the door. Now this text and the texts I'm showing you are directly referring to the rapture, not the return of the Lord after the tribulation, which I'm gonna show you in scripture. So these are referring to the taking of the church, the rapture, that's what this is referring to because no one knows what's gonna happen. The tribulation, the Bible makes it clear, the Lord will come back down to the earth after the seven year tribulation. This is specifically the twinkling of the eye, the rapture. Jesus says, you're gonna see these things and know that I'm coming back for my church. I'm gonna rapture my church. I'm gonna show you this, calm down. Uh, We broke 4,000, praise the Lord. Someone take a screenshot. Another sign says, travel and knowledge is going to increase. Okay, so that's a sign that we're heading into the end times. 600 years, listen to what I'm about to say, before, an, before Jesus, 600 years before Jesus, an angel came to Daniel, in Daniel 12, 4, and said, seal up this book until the end of time. So he gives Daniel a book, he says, seal it up until the end of time, when travel and knowledge are going to increase so for hundreds of years there was no advancement in travel or knowledge but today new means of travel have exploded and knowledge has never been more accessible so daniel says the angel tells daniel travel and knowledge are going to increase that will also be a sign of the end time so in just the last 200 years two things have exploded travel and knowledge look at all the ways we now have electric cars we have airplanes now we have literally commercial planes that could fly up in space and bring people to space and they're saying like you can go on a tour of space for like 500 grand and we can send up a satellite this is travel increasing so the bible says knowledge is going to increase praise the lord we're at four thousand, and traveling is going to increase now here's the thing with some of you are already in the chat the bible says that in the last days there will be mockers and they will scoff the truth and they're basically going to say what some of you are already saying tonight this is not the last days it's not the return of the lord and here's why they're going to say it because isaiah Haven't there always been earthquakes? Haven't there always been sicknesses? Haven't there always been an increase of travel and knowledge? No, there hasn't been. There's never been a sickness the way COVID's happened and you're living in the day. Friend, do you get chills down your back when you understand you're living in the days the Bible speaks about? You're living prophecy right now when the Bible says there will be pestilence and that will be the beginning of sorrow. We're literally living in that. When the Bible says that nation will go against nation, lawlessness will abound the love of many will grow cold we're living in Bible prophecy and here's what also the Bible prophesies and you guys are literally a fulfillment because some of you are in the chat tonight there will be mockers and they'll say Isaiah this is not the day of the Lord and here's what we are going to say second Peter 3 3. I'm going to give you over 50 verses tonight second Peter 3 3. most importantly this is what Peter says I want to remind you that in the last days scoffers will come mocking the truth and following their own desires they will say what happened to the promise that jesus is coming again from the before the times of our ancestors everything has remained the same since the world was created in other words isaiah calm down take a breath you don't have to shout it's all normal these things have always happened they'll keep happening we're not in the days of the lord and then he says dear friends a day This is how how he explains it is like a thousand years to the lord and a thousand years is like a day the lord is not being slow listen to me guys when it comes to the lord rapturing his church we're talking about the rapture he is not being slow the bible says no he's being patient for what your sake because he doesn't want anyone to be destroyed but everyone to come to repentance but the day of the lord the day of the lord the rapture of the church will come unexpectedly as a thief in the night then the heavens will pass away with a terrible noise the earth and everything on it we found to deserve judgment So, since everything around us is going to be destroyed like this what holy and godly lives should you live so he's going listen if everything around you is going to be destroyed why are you not living a godly life he says looking forward to the day of god and hurrying it along like i want him to come back i want him to rapture us he says on that day the elements of the flames and he goes on he says but we're looking forward to a new heaven a new earth as he's promised though a world filled with god's righteousness what should we do is the question this is literally in your bible he goes what should we do and so dear friends while you're waiting for these things to happen make every effort this is not going to happen by you sitting on the couch this is not going to happen on accident you're not going to stumble into the gifts of the spirit you're not going to stumble into doing good things for god he says while you're waiting make every effort to be found living a peaceful life that is pure and blameless in his sight and remember our lord's patient gives people time to be saved isaiah why is the lord not returned why does everyone keep saying we're the generation because every generation is the generation but you have to understand that we are not on the same timetable God says I'm allowing time to pass because I'm being patient because every day you go live and preach and people get saved those people are coming out of the judgment of God and they will be raptured up with my church so is God slow in his promise is God a liar is he really not coming back like he said Peter goes no understand that one day is a thousand years and a thousand years is one day in other words god's calendar looks different than our calendar so right now what is my calling to live a peaceful pure and blameless life why are you always fighting with your neighbors why are you always arguing with everybody why are you so bitter just be peaceful live a peaceful life that's blameless that when people look at you you're like i feel judged if you lived a blameless life you couldn't be judged. Friend, listen, I'm not being arrogant. Let me just tell you something. You couldn't judge me if you tried. I, I, you couldn't say, oh, Isaiah, you're this, you're that, because here's the thing. The Bible says if you judge yourself... Nobody will have to judge you. So I don't have to worry about somebody coming to me and saying, oh, you shouldn't have that music on your iPhone, brother, because guess what? I don't have the music. I don't have anyone worry to say, uh, you shouldn't be watching those horror movies, brother, because I don't have the horror movies. I shouldn't have people coming to say, You shouldn't drink, brother, because I'm not drinking. So I'm living a life that's blameless so that people don't have to judge me. The reason why you always feel judged is because you're carnal and you're living a carnal, complacent, apathetic life. Praise the Lord. We're going to break 4,200. The Bible says, as in the days of Noah, so will his return be. His return being the rapture, not the day of the Lord after the seven-year tribulation that Revelation talks about. I'm going to go into that. He says, people are eating, drinking, and partying. Everything's fine. And Noah's doing what I did, preaching and shouting, guys, repent. Come on. You got to get in the ark. God's judgment is coming. And nobody cared until they were already swept away, until it was too late. God is saying, The day of the Lord is going to come and it's going to be too late for you if you're trying to get prepared when it's actually happening. So you need to be ready because you never know when that time is. You never know when that day is. And that leads me into the rapture. Now we've all heard this statement before that everybody is going to die someday. And I've said this before and it's a logical thing to say, but it's not the truth, it's not the case. Not everyone will die because there is an event the Bible calls again. If you start disagreeing with me here as we get into theology, we can still be friends. These are not salvation issues. Nothing I'm about to talk about for the next 30 minutes are salvation issues. So whether you agree or not, we can still be brothers and walk together. This is not the basis of your salvation, but understand not everyone's gonna die because there's going to be an event in the earth called the rapture. Now, this is the event Jesus is describing when he says, nobody knows the day. No one knows the hour. It's going to be in a twinkle of an eye. It's going to be, someone's going to be out. And I'm going to show you this later on. They're going to be out working. They're not going to come back. A mom's going to be out there. She's not going to come back. That's the rapture the Bible's talking about. Now, first 1 Corinthians 1551 says this, but let me reveal to you a wonderful secret. We will not all die. Okay. Are you hearing this? But we will be all transformed and it's going to happen in a moment in the blink of an eye when the last trumpet is blown. For when the trumpet sounds, those who have died will be raised to live forever and we who are living will also be transformed. So there's going to be one generation of Christians that will avoid death altogether because they will be raptured. They will never die. They will be taken up in the air. Titus 2.24. Get ready to write. It says, for the grace of God has appeared that uh, has appeared to offer salvation to all people. It teaches us to say no to ungodliness and and worldly passions and to live a self-controlled upright and godly life in the present age while we wait. Listen to what Titus says, while we wait for the blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our great and savior, great God and savior, Jesus Christ. So he says, we're waiting for the appearing of the Lord to take, to take us. So there's gonna be an entire generation that will be taken up with the Lord and transformed into new bodies without dying. Is it possible that we are that generation? Absolutely. Am I sure of this? No, I'm not at all. Because the Bible says not even the son knows when this is going to be, but I will say it's a possibility that they could happen at any moment. Now, the Bible does not explicitly mention the word rapture. It isn't, listen to me unbiblical term but a biblical reality it's true english translators don't actually use the word but it doesn't mean it's not a biblical reality rapture simply means to be taken away to be snatched up snatched up the greek word is um harpazo and some people use that word instead of rapture it doesn't matter listen whether you say harpazo greek hebrew call it rapture whatever else it doesn't matter the true and real fact is it is coming The reality is there is a man that is coming to take us up and meet us in the air and rescue us. 1 Thessalonians 4, 16. This is your foundation rapture scripture. Write that down, 1 Thessalonians 4, 16. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel and with the trumpet of God. And the dead in Christ will rise first. Then, listen to this, we, me and you, who are alive and remain, so we're not dead in Christ, we've relived and remain, shall be caught up together with with them in the clouds, so we're going to be taken up from earth into the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. This is what your Bible says. Don't argue me. And thus we shall always be with the Lord and thus we'll always be with the Lord. Therefore comfort one another with these words. So the Bible is describing a moment where the the voice of the archangel the trumpet sounds the dead in christ will rise and now us who's alive right now will be raptured up in the blink of an eye remember it says in the twinkly of an eye and will appear and you're going to get a new heavenly body a heavenly body that won't break down a heavenly body that won't get sick it'll be a forever body and the bible says the rapture will happen in the blink of an eye now that that text blink of an eye the bible uses the greek word atomos to describe a length of time atomos is where the word adam comes from it describes something so small it can't be divided and this is how it's going to be in the rapture it will happen so fast the world will not be able to time it it won't be like one second a millisecond it's the size and the quickness of an atom atomos it's literally that quick so when the rapture happens okay so now we have the church okay Twinkling of an eye thief in the night nobody knows the time no one knows the day we only know the signs of the beginning of when the lord comes for us okay again this is not the return where the lord's going to establish his throne this is when he raptures his church he's going to take us and it's going to happen instant and then the world is going to break out in complete Chaos, okay, utter chaos is going to ensue like the world I get shows talking about like the world has never seen before and the tribulation will begin Once the Lord takes his church that will be the start of the seven years of tribulation and what in less than one second think about this Millions are gonna be swept off the earth in one second less than a second completely disappear one moment they're going to be present and the next moment they will be gone forever close falling to the ground like when i say gone i mean you blink your eye when you close your eye to blink and you open it your husband and why your husband your kid your family whoever was saved if you're not saved by the time you open your eye to blink they're going to be gone that's how fast the bible says this jesus said two men will be working together in a field one's going to be taken another one's going to be left so they're out in the field picking fruit they grab a strawberry Hey, man, how's it going oh it's going good he grabs a strawberry he turns out his friend's gone complete gone the bible says that two men will be grind two women will be grinding flour in a mill one will be taken and the other one will be left imagine now i want you to think about this imagine what the world will look like when millions of drivers disappear out of their cars Imagine what the world's gonna be like when airplane pilots disappear out of their cockpit. What will happen when doctors, nurses, police officers, have you all thought about this? Politicians suddenly vanish and when churches are emptied out, imagine this, you're left behind running to the church only to find a pile of clothes. Where do you run when the church is empty? Where do you run when the, are, when the clothes are on the ground? Where do you run when there's nowhere to go and you realize I have just been left behind and God has raptured his church and I missed the moment. I mean, think about this. Just the cars on the freeway, the millions of cars driving disappeared. Look at society. What will happen when, to the financial systems when millions of people are no longer, come on, paying their mortgages, paying their taxes? What about businesses when a million employees Disappear what happens to a business when a million employees disappear? You have to think about this complete chaos that we can't wrap our head arounds around are going to begin And there might be some of you in the chat tonight that are there during this time This is not the time because I'm going to show you later What's gonna happen where you want to be around? What will happen to a society when all the believers will disappear? The Bible says that we are the salt of the earth now in the first century salt kept food from spoiling and the Bible says, we are the force in the earth that's keeping the world from being spoiled, from keeping the world from all, we are the ones that hold the moral restraint. That's what the Bible says in Psalms, that the kings of the world are going to gather to remove God's anointed, God's fetters. That means that we hold society together based on morality and God's power. So understand when we are removed, what's going to happen to the world? Christians are what are keeping the world's moral fiber together. When we disappear off the earth, imagine what the world will be like. Entire families just disappearing. Children will go missing. Husbands will not come home from work. Imagine you get left behind and you're calling your husband and he's not picking up the phone. What a dreadful and terrifying day that's gonna be. The stress and the trauma of those left behind will be unmeasurable. Imagine the trauma of all of a sudden you just lost 15 members of your family. All of a sudden you just lost your baby you just lost your kids you just lost your husband your wife and you're stuck and now all the world's going into global breakdown global crisis and global and there will be a global impact throughout the world the rapture think about this is going to be the biggest news story in media's history it's going to dominate 24 hours a day every news network every channel every single channel if you get left behind is going to be covering people disappearing, it'll be endless. It'll be channel after channel. This will be the next thing talked about for years to come. It is going to overwhelm the internet. The number one topic, this will be the only thing that people talk about is the rapture. People are going to speculate, but here's the thing. And this is where I get chills talking about this. I've had chills this whole time. Millions of people that are left behind are going to know exactly what's happened. Think about that millions of people that are left behind are going to remember Sunday stories, Sunday uh, Sunday school stories. They're going to remember books they read, read. They're going to remember family members telling them about the rapture. And meanwhile, there's this global buzz, all of the news stations are breaking out, all of the world's breaking out, and all of a sudden there's millions of people that are losing their mind because they say, "I know exactly what happened." This is what my cousin warned me about. This is what I learned about in Sunday school. This is what I learned about. And imagine the global cry for God. Yet despite all of this, even though we have films called Left Behind that explain the rapture, millions are going to accept alternate explanations. Here's one, aliens came. You you better believe this. This is going to be one of the explanations. When the rapture happens, the world's going to conspire and say, It must have been aliens. It must have been extraterrestrial beings that came up and took people. So understand there's going to be hundreds of theories to explain why are millions of people gone missing in an instant okay now when's the rapture going to occur now here's where I need all the moderators just to be relaxed here I'm not afraid of you disagreeing with me okay we can still love each other I'm gonna I'm gonna back up what I talk about for the next 30 minutes with gonna give you why okay when will the rapture occur here's here's where it gets controversial there's a lot of debate about this if you don't know pre-trib means I believe the rapture will come before the seven years of tribulation, which will be the seven most horrific years the world has ever seen. Mid-trib believes after three and a half years of tribulation, we are gonna get taken up, okay? post trib believes after the seven years of tribulation then we will get taken up so isaiah saldivar what do you believe okay after much studying much prayer much time again this is not salvation if you don't agree with me i still love you i still care about you we can still be friends i'm just gonna tell you what i believe and i'm gonna show you verses why i believe it and you can you don't have to believe it we can still be friends i am pre trib okay i'm pre trib i believe that the church is going to get taken up before the rapture before the tribulation and i'm going to show you why So that's personally what I believe. Don't click off. I'm going to show you why. I'm going to give you six reasons why I am pre-trib, and then I'm going to describe it. You don't have to be pre-trib, but I'm just going to give you six reasons. Number one, a promise from Christ. Jesus gives a specific promise. Please write these down if you don't agree with me. A specific promise in Revelation 3.10. Here's what he says. Listen to this, okay? Don't argue me. Just look at what it says here. Revelation 3.10. Since you have kept my command to endure patiently, I will also keep you from the hour of trial that is going to come on the entire world to test the inhabitants of the earth. The tribulation is the only time of testing the bible describes that the entire world is going to come under so there's only one place one thing in all of scripture that says the entire world is going to be tested by and that's the tribulation in revelation 3:10, jesus says i'll keep you from the hour of trial that is going to come on the whole world to test the inhabitants of the earth that's so clear but let's just keep going here so jesus is basically saying my faithful followers will avoid the global tribulation this is the only this is only possible if The rapture takes place before the tribulations that's number one is that promise number two listen to me don't get mad at me just let me give you verses God's wrath is not for Christians remember the seven years which I'm going to go into next of tribulation are an outpouring of the wrath of God when I say the wrath of God it's an understatement this is unfathomable destruction death everything you can imagine torture and torment and number two is god's wrath is not for christians you have to remember that jesus already took on the wrath of god so if the bible says that the tribulation is god's pouring his wrath on the earth and jesus already took the wrath of god for the believer why would god leave me in the tribulation zephaniah 1:15 says it'll be a day of wrath revelation 3:10 says it'll be a time for the world to be tested the tribulation judgments are not for believers. This is in your Bible. 1 Thessalonians 5.9 says, God chose, listen to this, God chose to save us through Jesus and not pour his wrath and anger on us. Read that. 1 Thessalonians 5.9, God saved us through Jesus and did not pour his anger on us because Christ took the anger and the wrath of God so that I don't have to take it. First Thessalonians 1 Thessalonians 1.10 says, and to wait for his son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, Jesus who rescues us, are you ready? From the coming wrath. That's 1 Thessalonians 1.10. So I hope I'm making it clear enough. Now, does this mean we're gonna avoid suffering in this life? Of course not. But you have to remember the suffering of the tribulation and the suffering of the life we're in now are two different things. The wrath of God is not made for the believer because Christ already took the wrath of God. He doesn't need to take it again. And we don't have to, okay, just think about this. Okay, all of you mid trip. I know there's many of you in the chat and post trip. Christ takes on the wrath of God, okay? and you die and go to heaven. Now your kids are still on earth, okay? They don't get raptured. The tribulation, the seven year tribulation, which I'm gonna share about in a minute here, don't get off, starts. Now you're in the tribulation and the Bible calls the tribulation, God pouring his wrath on the earth. So now you've already, you've already been spared from the wrath of God on the cross. And now you have to take on the wrath again in the tribulation when Christ already took on the wrath of God, Do you see this, the, the the outpouring of the wrath. Now here's the thing. During the tribulation, it's not like you're just gonna have divine protection where nothing's gonna harm you. You're going to be in the midst of this. So that's why I believe and I'm pre trib for these reasons. Let me keep going here. The tribulation is God's judgment on the world. So why would God make us endure that? Okay, number three, the restrainer is going to be removed. That's number three. The only force, listen to me closely tonight, the only force holding back the Antichrist, the Bible says, is the holy spirit it says that the antichrist will only be revealed once the restrainer the one holding him that's the holy spirit is taken out of the way now if the church is filled with the holy spirit and the holy spirit is removed are you guys hearing me the holy spirit is removed so the antichrist can reign in power how will the church still be here if the Holy Spirit's getting removed so the Antichrist can raise up? It only makes sense that when the Holy Spirit's being removed, that's the rapture of the church because the church has the Holy Spirit. So God's not going to take His Holy Spirit from us. So if the rapture takes millions of Christians off the earth and they now we've lost our influence, this is a, this will be a perfect paving of the way for the rise of the Antichrist. The Bible says the seven-year tribula- tribulation will begin. Listen to this. When the Antichrist signs a seven-year treaty with Israel. So once he does that, he signs the treaty with Israel. Then the seven-year tribulation will begin. So how could this happen if the Holy Spirit is not removed so that he can sign the treaty? Because remember, the one holding the the, the Antichrist, the man of lawlessness, is the Holy Spirit. Once the Holy Spirit's removed, I'll do another broadcast on the Antichrist and the beast and the, the writers of the apocalypse, all that. The Antichrist is removed, then... The tribulation is the holy spirit's removed the antichrist rises then the tribulation begins okay number four i hope i hope you're convinced if not it's okay i still love you and and actually later on after the broadcast if you want to say hang out and tell me why you're mid-trip i actually want to hear why you're mid-trip okay because i want i'm interested number four the rapture this is very important this is where people get confused number four write this down the rapture and the second coming of christ are different things in scripture okay at the rapture, believers meet Jesus in the air. At the second coming, Jesus returns to the earth as a with a heavenly army. At the rapture, believers get a new glorified body and go to heaven. At the second coming, glorified believers come down from heaven to the earth, okay? At the rapture, God delivers the church from tribulation. The second coming provides relief for believers who endured the tribulation. And I'm gonna talk about how people are gonna get saved in the tribulation. At the rapture, the church goes to heaven. At the second coming, Jesus comes down to the earth and establishes his throne. At the rapture, it could happen at any moment. The second coming happens only after the seven years of tribulation. This is all in your Bible. The rapture is a time of joy, the Bible says. The second coming is a time of mourning. So there's a very vast difference between the rapture and the coming of the Lord. Okay, number five, are you guys ready? I hope you're with me. Number five. The Bible doesn't mention anywhere the church in the tribulation. Let me say that again. The Bible doesn't mention anywhere. There's not one single Bible passage where the church is found in the tribulation. Now, does this mean, listen to me before you say anything. Does this mean that the church won't exist, that Christians won't exist in the tribulation? No, Christians from the current age right now will not be in the tribulation, but many think of this are going to get saved during the tribulation someone says slow down i'm trying they're gonna get saved during the tribulation so if you're a believer right now right now you will not live in the tribulation whether you die and go to heaven or you get raptured anyone living right now will not be alive in the tribulation will there be believers get saved the greatest revival in human history will be during the seven year period. I'm telling you, I'm talking about 144,000 preaching. The Bible says angels are gonna to begin to preach the gospel during the tribulation. There's gonna be a massive revival in the tribulation, but you will not be there. Believers will get saved there, but you won't be there according to scripture. Again, if you don't believe me, it's okay, I still love you. Do not ban people if they don't agree mods, just it's all good, we're a family here. So some will become saved because they're gonna see what happened during the rapture, right? Imagine. You see people get raptured, taken away in a blink of an eye, and all of a sudden you're like, I need to get saved. So there's going to be a massive revival immediately. Others are going to get saved because of the signs, but the current Christians, I don't believe right now, are going to be in it. So number five is there's not one passage in scripture that mentions the current church in in the tribulation. Okay, number six, last one here, is the rapture will be suddenly. Okay, watch this. Now, this is gonna be a little bit deep and it might be hard. I know I'm trying to slow down. You're gonna, you're gonna have to rewatch it here. This is gonna be hard. Let's break 5,000 times. This is gonna be hard to wrap your head around, but I want you to stay with me. I'm gonna explain it simply. The Bible teaches the rapture will be suddenly. Nobody knows when Jesus is gonna come back for his followers. That's the rapture. It's gonna happen... In, it could happen in one moment. It could happen in one year or in the future, right? So no one knows. Do we, can we establish that? Okay. Jesus tells us the parable over and over again. It's going to be unexpected. It's going to be quick. It'll be unannounced. The Bible says, keep watch because you don't know the day or hour of the Lord coming back for his church. So imagine if you're mid tribulation or pre-tribulation, none of these statements make sense. Okay. So right now, listen to me, all of you mid-trib and post-trib, I want you to listen to me none of the statements jesus made about no one knows the time it will be suddenly are going to make sense because if you're in the tribulation the bible already tells us what's going to happen in the tribulation so imagine your mid trib okay you're a year in a tribulation The Bible already says what's gonna happen in the tribulation. So how would Jesus come unexpected if you already know you're in the tribulation? Are you guys with me? So it doesn't even make sense to be mid-trib or post-trib because you have to understand that Jesus said, no one's gonna know the time or day or hour. It's gonna be like a thief in the night. Now, if you're mid-trib, you're gonna be like, there's locusts, there's raining blood, there's people dying, so I already understand. So I want you to think about this global war, global famine, widespread death, stars falling to the earth, a rain of hail and fire mixed with blood, five months of locusts, the death of one third of all the people, no rain for three and a half years, rivers and oceans turn to blood, global sores throughout the body of people in the earth, the, day of, uh, the death of everything in the ocean, all the rivers and springs will turn to blood, scorching fire will fall from the sun, global darkness and hailstorm 75 pounds of hail okay these are things that the bible says are going to take place in tribulation so if we got raptured in the middle of that it wouldn't be unexpected i would be like there's 75 pound hailstorms falling and god takes me now so again it doesn't make sense to be mid-trib or post-trib based on all these things because why is jesus over and over saying no one's gonna know it's gonna be sudden it's gonna be like a thief in the night it's not gonna make sense it's not no one could explain it if it was during the tribulation Every one of us would say, of course we know what's coming because look at the old hell breaking out on the earth. So you need to understand that those are the six reasons why I believe, okay, praise the Lord. There we go the six reasons why I believe. So let me just go through those again for you. If you just heard them, the promise from Christ in revelation 310 God's wrath is not for the believer. The restrainer will be removed. The Holy spirit. Number four, the rapture and the second coming are different. Number five, the Bible doesn't mention the church and the tribulation. Number six, the rapture will be suddenly and the coming of the Lord will not be suddenly. We're going to know because this after seven years, he's going to come back. We're going to know Jesus is getting ready to come because seven years have passed. Okay. Here's the last one. Now this next part, I want to go into here. I know we're 50 minutes in, but I'm not going to be in a rush here. The next part I want to go into is graphic because we're going to talk about the tribulation. So I just want to warn you if there's children in the room, we're going to be talking about some graphic stuff. I'm going to go through the tribulation because here's what we're going to describe now. We've already been raptured. Okay. We we're pre-trib now. Cause I've already shared why again, if you're not, it's okay. We could still talk about the tribulation. Now I want to talk about the tribulation. Okay. Cause once we get raptured, I'm trying guys, it's not, it's not easy. Cause I'm trying to keep this as simple as possible. Once we get raptured, the tribulation will begin immediately and we will go into the most horrific and violent and terrifying time in human history. World War II, the Holocaust, atomic bombs, COVID, every violent, foul, disgusting thing that's ever happened in history that's hard to swallow will pale in comparison to what is going to happen during the tribulation Matthew 24 31 this is what Jesus said for there will be greater anguish at greater anguish than at any time since the world began and it'll never be so great again here's what Jesus is saying this is going to be the absolute worst time in human history now us right now we will be gone but there will be people getting saved during the tribulation and the the world will still be here so if you think of the most devastating devastating time in human history this will be infinitely infinitely more worse these are all the names the bible uses to describe the tribulation are you ready these are all the names and there's verses for all these i won't give you them because there's too many the day of calamity the day of the lord the terror of the lord the day of reckoning the day of the lord's vengeance the day of the lord's wrath The day of trouble and distress, a time of trouble, the great and terrible day of the Lord, the day of great darkness, the wrath to come, the hour of temptation, the great day of the wrath of the Lamb, the hour of judgment, the wrath of God. And then finally, the Bible calls it the tribulation. These are the way the Bible describes. There's no word. The Bible's using the most the most um drastic words it can yet it still doesn't it doesn't paint the picture of the tribulation so this will be a time of bloodshed a time of war where people are going to live in open rebellion to God and billions of people are going to die billions of people are going to die during the tribulation and it'll end up at the end of the tribulation over half of humanity is going to be dead so by the time we get to the end of seven years over half of people will have literally died through these plagues So it's gonna start, the tribulation is gonna start with what's called the seal judgments. Okay, we're gonna go like 10 to 15 minutes, if that's okay, In this. The seal judgments. And this will bring the world into global world war and chaos. So now we're in the tribulation, the seals are being broken, and now we're gonna go into a global war and global chaos. The Bible describes this in Revelation 6, 3-4 as war and slaughter everywhere. That's what the Bible describes these first seals. So literally, think about this, everywhere, not just some places, everywhere you go everywhere you look there's going to be war and slaughter and people getting murdered there's going to be widespread famine one-fourth now let me tell you what's going to happen during the seals okay widespread famine one-fourth of everyone living is going to die during this first period there's going to be a widespread martyr of christians who got saved after the rapture there's going to be a great earthquake that the world has never seen before the largest earthquake in history stars listen to me guys are going to be falling from the sky Think about this. You go outside during the tribulation and the stars, the Bible says, are falling to the earth and landing and killing people. And at this point, one fourth of all humanity is going to die during this time. The Bible says mountains and islands are going to be moving from their places. And this is only the Bible says the beginning of the tribulation. So mountains are going to break off and start moving to different places. And islands are going to start start, going to start moving, Okay. after the seal judgments as s-e-a-l will be the trumpet judgments again i'm going i'm going quick for the sake of time so from the seal judgments now you're going to read the seal judgments they're going to be living during the tribulation i hope none of you are alive in the tribulation if you're not saved you might be but i hope you're not You're going to think this, and this is what the world's going to think during these seven years. There's no way things can get worse. The stars are falling from the sky. One-fourth of everyone's been killed. Um, Murder and slaughter, I mean, uh, war and slaughter are everywhere, the Bible says. There's earthquakes like the world has never seen. People are being martyred for the faith. Nothing can get worse. And then comes the trumpet judgments, which are actually worse than the seal judgments. So these judgments are going to unleash hail and fire mixed with blood raining from the sky. One third of the earth is gonna be set on fire. One third of all trees are gonna be burned and all the green grass. Now listen to me, and I hope you visualize some of this because it is terrifying. Again, this is maybe not appropriate for kids. And we're gonna talk about the mark of the beast after this, okay, it's Monday night. All the green grass is gonna be burned. That's in Revelation 8:7. So there will literally be no green grass, one third of all trees are gonna be burned, and there's gonna be hail, fire, and blood raining from the sky, okay? Then a great mountain of fire is thrown into the ocean. One third of all the oceans will become blood. One third of all the creatures in the ocean are gonna die. Imagine the smell of one third of every creature in the ocean is gonna die. One third of all the oceans um, ships are gonna be destroyed. That's in Revelations eight, eight through nine. As the trumpet judgments continue a great star is going to fall from the sky now the bible says it's going to fall on a third of the rivers and the springs of water one third of all the water of the world is going to become bitter and many of those who drink it are going to die okay that's in revelations 8 10 through 11. so one third of all the water becomes bitter and if you drink it you die that's revelations 8 10 through 11. then now again it seems like it can't get worse but it's going to get worse listen one third of the sun the moon and the stars are going to turn to dark so now we have the sun is only two thirds as bright. So it's now darker during the day. The moon is gonna be one thirds darker and the stars are gonna turn to darkness, the Bible says. That's in Revelations 8, 12. Now here's where it gets even crazier. Next, the Bible says, again, I'm going through it quick. I'm not reading through it text by text. I'm just giving you what's gonna be happening. A bottomless pit is gonna open up in the earth and smoke's gonna pour out. Again, if you have kids, this is not appropriate probably for kids. The sunlight is blocked, the Bible says. So now you have a, now all of a sudden, a bottomless pit opens up in the earth, okay? Smoke begins to pour out of the bottomless pit. This is on the earth, guys. The sunlight is blocked and the air turns from dark to smoke. The air turns dark from the smoke. So now the whole, everything's getting dark because the smoke's covering the sun. That's in Revelations 9.1. Now, is this describing a massive volcano eruption? Maybe, but listen to what happens next. Locusts begin to emerge from the smoke and descend on the earth, okay? A big pit opens up in the earth, and if you feel the fear of God, so do I. I tremble when I talk about this. A big pit opens up in the earth, smoke comes out. Now imagine everybody watching this on global television, because you understand everything's gonna be televised, like the technology, and they're looking at this on live global news. You're sitting at home during the tribulation, you're watching the news, and you're watching live, A pit open up in the earth smoke starts coming out and you're watching you're watching this on on television and you're going what is that is this a volcano and the bible says locusts begin to come out but these are not ordinary locusts the bible says that these locusts in revelation 93 have the power to sting like scorpions they do not now here's the thing they don't attack plants and trees if you know locusts locusts attack plants and trees that's not what these locusts do they only attack people and the Bible says they will spare the followers of Jesus. So now if you got saved during the tribulation, these locusts cannot attack you. But everybody else, the Bible says for five months, these locusts are going to be like people on the earth, torturing the Bible says five months of painful torture. The Bible says this in revelation 9:6 that the stings of the locusts are so bad that people long for death as an escape. So this is so bad that people are dying to die. Like, I'll do anything to die to get out of this because death will be better than being tortured for five months by locusts on the earth that are coming out of a bottomless pit. So if that's not enough, the next judgment is even more is even worse, okay? Here's what the Bible says on the next trumpet. I know it's heavy, guys. I know people are saying they're crying, they're shaking. I know, but this is in your Bible. We need to get this, guys. The Bible says this, what's happened next? An army of 200 million horse mounted troops descend on the earth 200 million horse mounted troops are going to come to the earth and these horses the Bible says have heads like lions they spit fire smoke and burning sulfur out of their mouths and their tails have heads like snakes with the power to injure people now this army of 200 million horse mounted troops that the Bible says have heads like lions these are actual troops 200 million are going to kill in Revelation nine thirteen through thirteen through nineteen. That's nine thirteen through nineteen. These this army is gonna kill one third of all the people on the earth. Think about this. Not only is one fourth gonna die during the seals, now one third of the entire world is gonna be murdered by these these 200 million um horse-mounted troops this is gonna happen guys and this is guys um this is why I know you guys are crying there's many of you in the chat saying you're crying this is why we need to get serious about God this is why we need to say Lord I need to be ready so I don't have to get where get ready now I know this is horrifying like if you made a movie out of this it would never pass it would be it would be rated it would be unrated right so you look at the horror of it all but the Bible says there's more to come because the final trumpet announces the arrival of a new series of new series of terrors the last trumpets going to blow now we're going to go from the seal judgments to the trumpet judgments okay to the bull judgments okay these are worse than the first two so and and this is the miracle that anyone even survives the first two because remember one fourth of the world dies and then one third of the world gets killed by the 200 million that are riding on the troops and then the five months of locusts torturing people so now we have um now Here's what scholars believe. There'll be several billion people will still be alive. Okay, so we have 7 billion people on the earth right now. Say a billion, say 500 million get taken up. That's 6.5 billion right now. And there'll be bit more, the more we go on. There's 6.5 billion. One fourth die in the first judgment. One third die in the next judgment. So there's still gonna be, scholars say, several billion people on the earth. So that are still gonna be there alive during this time of the bowl judgments. And those who, are, who remain will endure seven more judgments. And these are just as terrible if not worse than the previous, here they are. First, what's gonna start out is sores are gonna begin to break out on people on anyone that accepts the mark of the beast and worships the Antichrist statue. That's in Revelation 16 too. So anyone that takes the mark is gonna break out in sores. So now we know the mark of the beast is gonna be before these judgments. We don't know exactly when the mark comes, and I'm gonna talk about the mark here after this, but we know that after the mark comes, anyone that takes the mark is gonna have horrible sores all throughout their body. And that's gonna be the majority of the world's population. Most of the world is going to take the mark of the beast. So most of the world is gonna break out in unfathomable painful boils. And the next bowl is going to be poured out on the oceans. The oceans are going to become like this, what the Bible says, they're going to be like the blood of a corpse and everything in the ocean is going to die. Every single creature in one moment in revelation, 16, three, is going to die in the ocean so imagine the smell the stench and the horror when you see every single creature in the ocean die and float to the surface right after that all the world's rivers and springs will become blood that's in revelation 16:4. so now there will be no drinkable water because everything in the ocean is now dead and every spring and every river is literally blood so now you have no water okay then the bible says the sun scorches everyone with its fire now now the, the fire the, the sun's going to get increasingly hotter and it's going to burn you. So if you're now outside in the sun, you're now going to be literally getting burned alive and the blast of the heat burns everyone in the world and they yet they still refuse to serve God. That's in Revelation 16:8 through 9 after world afterward the bible says that the whole world is plunged into darkness okay so now we're at a point where there's no light at all it's, it's dark 24 7. it's dark there's fire blood in the waters now the wor- ocean's being destroyed you have all the other seals and you still have all the other plagues and now you have the trumpets blown and now everything's getting even worse um everyone's being scorched by the sun after all the plunge People are going to grind their teeth in anguish, the Bible says, and they're going to curse God for all their pain and sores, as in Revelation 16:10. Now, here's what I want you to see. After all of this is going on, People are still going to shake their fist at God, cursing God. We're in Revelation 16. They're still going to be cursing God and shaking their fist at God, the Bible says, because of their pain. So you would say, there's no way anyone's going to not be saved. Everyone's going to be saved at this point because of the the terror, the travesty, the torture, the torment, the blood, the oceans, the rivers, the darkness. Yet people still, in their stubbornness and rebellion, are going to shake their fist at God. Now the Bible says, then the euphrates river will dry up and the kings of the east will march their armies west without any obstacles now here's what's going to happen now we're in revelation 16:14. the the kings of the east are going to march without any obstacle this is global chaos and here's what their purpose is to gather with all the rulers of the world to battle against the lord and himself the Lord himself. And that's what we're going to talk about in another broadcasting, the Battle of Armageddon. That's Revelation 16:14. 14. The, all the rulers of this world are going to start getting ready to battle the Lord himself. So imagine instead of repenting, let's break 5,000 tonight. We've never hit 5,000. Instead of repenting, now the rulers of the world are going to make war against God himself. And the seventh and final bowl of judgment brings massive destruction. The Bible says a great earthquake strikes and the Bible calls this the greatest earthquake in human history. Revelation 16, 18. What it's going to do is it's going to level out every mountain in the world and all islands are going to disappear. That's Revelation 16:20. A terrible hailstorm is going to follow where hails hail weighing as much as 75 pounds is going to fall from the sky onto people. And once again, Revelation 16:21, the people are going to curse God. So now all of this is going on. There's going to be 75 pound hailstorm where these are going to be falling, killing people and people are going to curse God. And with all of these judgments taking place, there will be a global dictator ruling the earth, Revelation 13:7. he He'll demand worship, Revelation 13, 15. He'll gain complete control over every transaction in the global economy, Revelation 13, 17. So here is this guy that's gonna con- completely control the global economy. Now, during the tribulation, there will also be two witnesses who speak on God's behalf. Each of them, the Bible says, will have the power to send fire from his mouth, shut the sky so it won't rain, turn the rivers and oceans to blood and strike the earth with plagues. That's Revelation 11:5. So, can you see now why the tribulation is the most talked-about period of the entire Bible? Like birth pains, uh, Matthew 24:8. With all these events happening, the greatest event in human history is still yet to come, and that is the end of the tribulation when Christ returns, comes to the earth. Okay, so the seven years is over. Now they gather to battle, and Christ comes back, conquers his enemies judges the nations and reigns as a king on the earth for a thousand years and this entire tribulation is going to last praise the lord someone take a picture we broke 5000 first time ever breaking five thousand. thank you jesus all glory to god this is going to be seven years of complete now i know you guys say you're crying you feel sick like you want to throw up that is the reality of the tribulation now during this time something is going to be introduced called the mark of the beast now again please do not try to argue in the chat don't i'm just going to give you what the bible says During the tribulation, there's going to be something called the mark of the beast introduced and this will be after the Antichrist has risen to power. So understand the mark of the beast will not come until the Antichrist rises up first in power. And this is going to be the mark of the beast is going to be an outward expression of people's allegiance to the Antichrist. The Antichrist being again, I'll do another broadcast, a global dictator who's going to require every single person to have this. The Bible says in Revelation 13 16, it'll either be on their right hand or on their forehead. Now, nobody knows whether it's a tattoo, whether it's a microchip or something else. All we know is it's not going to be concealed. It's going to be visible to everybody. And those who that refuse the mark will be shut out of the global economy and will be unable to buy and sell anything according to Revelation 13, 17. Now, some will be beheaded for this. Revelation 24 talks about martyrs that got beheaded for not taking the mark. Now, the Bible doesn't say everyone's going to get beheaded for not taking it, but it seems that some in certain areas are going to be beheaded if they don't take the mark now The number six 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 represents the name of the beast according to revelation 1318 the name of the beast is six 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 So does that mean the Antichrist will be named? Six 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 no, but the numerical value of his name will add up to six 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 and this is a system known as Gematria where you basically you assign a number to a word based on its letters Okay, it's kind of confusing because we don't do this in the English language But this is a way that it's going to add up to his name anyone that does not receive the mark is going to be blacklisted by society you will not be able to buy or sell anything and it's going to be indescribable pressure listen to what i'm about to say indescribable pressure to be able to have to get the mark i'm not talking about oh if you want to get it i'm talking about the pressure that's going to be put on you to get the mark is going to be indescribable now i want you to imagine right now you might say isaiah i'm i'm an unbeliever now okay the rapture happens i get saved in the tribulation and somehow I survived the. Tri- I, I survived going through the tribulation. Now we don't know when the mark's going to be introduced. It's going to be introduced before the trumpets for sure, because at that point people are going to get sores that have the mark. So somewhere in that first, people say in the first three and a half years, somewhere I would probably say after like a couple months in my opinion six months a tribulation in my opinion I don't have a scripture for this I would say six months in maybe even a year in of the tribulation the seven years we're gonna have to take the mark whoever's on the earth now praise the Lord I'm gonna be raptured up if I'm alive then but if you're on the earth you'll have to take the mark now imagine now you would say I would never take the mark but I want you to think about this right now you can't buy or sell anything you can't buy food for your family you can't buy clothes You can't pay rent, you can't buy a house, you can't buy a car, you can't buy a toothbrush, you can't buy toothpaste. So you might be sitting here going, oh, I would would never take the mark. But tell me, it will be close to impossible to live your life without taking the mark of the beast. And this, my friends, is going to be the pressure that's going to be put on believers and on the world to take the mark and and many are going to accept the mark here's the thing guys many are going to accept the mark only committed christians that get saved during the um the tribulation of your mid-trib you probably believe that you're gonna have to try to take this or whatever that's fine if you are but you have to understand there's gonna be immense pressure to take this and the bible says this Anyone that accepts the mark will be destined for the lake of fire according to Revelation 14 So taking the mark write this down is an irreversible. It's irreversible. Once you take it You are condemned in the eyes of God now Isaiah Is it possible to take the mark of the beast and then get saved after absolutely not? Absolutely not once you take the mark of the beast, once they inject you or they write um, it on your skin or however it's gonna be, it's gonna be visible. It's not gonna be just in your skin where no one could see it. So it'll be visible mark according to the way the Greek text is, it will be irrevisible. At that point on, the only destination is gonna be the lake of fire. You will not be able to get saved. You will not be able to repent. You will not be able to remove it. This is an irreversible that will be destined. First class tickets to the lake of fire if you take the mark of the beast. And, and here's what I wanna say about it, okay? Cause some of you are like, well, I already took the vaccine that's the mark. Here's what I wanna say. We're not gonna talk about the vaccine, now here's what we're gonna say. The mark of the beast is gonna be something you choose to take. You're not going to get tricked into taking it. So let me give you an example. Imagine today, okay? They say, everybody needs to get a tattoo. We're not gonna tell you what it does. It's a secret, okay? You have to go get the secret invisible tattoo and everybody goes and gets it. And then after you get the invisible tattoo, like word, this is all just facetious. I'm just making up a story here. Praise the Lord, 5,100 here. Someone take a screenshot. Okay, after you get the mark, then they say, oh, by the way, we tricked you into taking the mark of the beast. Friend, listen, I've studied, I promise you, I've studied you will not get tricked into taking the mark you're not going to be deceived into taking the mark they're not going to slip the mark into something you don't know about taking the mark is going to be a conscious conscious willful decision we make Revelation 19 20 says and the beast was captured and with it the false prophet who who in its presence had done the signs by which he deceived those who had received the mark of the beast listen to this and who worshiped the image of the beast those two were thrown alive in the lake of fire that burns us over so remember Taking the mark of the beast is directly connected, Revelation 19:20, with worshiping the image of the beast. So you can't take the mark be a christian and worship god you can't you have to be already committed to the worship of the image of the antichrist and the image of the beast so what you'll see if you study the mark of the beast is you'll see the mark is attached to the worship of the beast every time you see the mark of the beast you're going to see the worship of the beast these these two things run synonymously you can't separate them you can't get tricked into taking it you have to understand these are attached together it's not just a mark now think of it this way okay Now, some people have compelling arguments that it's not an actual mark. What they say is the mark of the beast is the lifestyle of worshiping the beast. Like, you know, we always say Christians are marked by God. Type one of you heard the term, like God has marked you. Like I could tell God has marked you. What a lot of people believe, I don't believe this. I believe it's an actual literal mark, but some people believe it's just a mark of like, I follow the beast. Like I pledge my allegiance to the beast and I worship the antichrist beast system. I believe it's a literal Mark. Okay. It's an actual Mark. You're going to have to take, but again, you're not going to be tricked. You cannot separate the loyalty and the worship of the beast from the Mark. Cause they go hand in hand. So not only is taking the Mark, you're going to go against God. What's worse is by taking the Mark of the beast, you are pledging your allegiance to the beast. Okay. When they tell you, you have to take the Mark. First of all, can okay, I know a lot of you are like it's the vaccine. Let me just say this about this. Okay. The antichrist is going to be a global leader before the mark comes. So the mark of the beast cannot come, according to scripture, before the Antichrist. The Antichrist is not gonna be a secret, okay? He's gonna rise in power, he's gonna sign a treaty with Israel, he's gonna be a global dominant leader. He's not gonna be a random guy that we don't know about, he's not gonna be Bill Gates. The Antichrist is going to be a global world leader that rises up, signs a treaty with Israel, then the seven year starts, every single one of you are going to know who the antichrist is okay so you have to understand then it's after that i don't know how long nobody knows he's going to talk he's going to institute the mark of the beast that is trying to get the entire world so here you have 144,000 preaching you have angels the bible says preaching the gospel and now you have the antichrist trying to get the world to glean to to um to pledge global allegiance to him and those who accept the mark will have at least lived through the three and a half years of tribulation they'll have seen okay so those that have accepted the mark will have seen the antichrist rise to power so before you even get a chance to take the mark here's what's gonna have happened the antichrist will already be risen to power the establish of a establishment of his global government will already be built he will already have desecrated the temple You'll you'll already have seen God's supernatural power and destruction of the invading armies on Gog and Magog, which we didn't get into tonight. You'll have already heard the testimony of the two witnesses and the two witnesses will already be resurrected. You'll have already heard the 144,000 Jewish evangelists the Bible talks about, and you'll already have seen these events and more before the mark comes okay so your choice is going to be clear jesus said you're either for him or you're against him no i'm not vaccinated okay by the way someone's like are you vaccinated no i'm not vaccinated okay so you're either going to be for him or you're going to be against him the lines are going to be drawn according to matthew 22 i'm sorry matthew 12:30. you will not be tricked those alive during the tribulation will either be for Jesus or for the Antichrist. And those who who choose to follow Jesus will face hardships on the earth. Not only martyrdom, not only uh, economic problems, but also martyrdom. And those who choose the Antichrist will receive eternal consequences. You will be able to buy, you will be able to sell, but you will face eternal consequences. Again, once you take the mark, there's no going back. Now, some of you, listen, I know what you're thinking right now. I would never take the mark. But here's what I want to say. You deny Jesus at your family reunions. You deny Jesus by never sharing your faith. It's getting hot in here. You deny Jesus in front of your friends at school. So please don't sit here haughty saying, I would never take the mark of the beast when they're threatening to kill you and saying you can't buy or sell if you can't even share your faith now when there's no persecution. Because a lot of us think we're so radical, but then when it comes down to it, we have to recognize, guys, that this is a very eye-opening. I know someone says eye-opening tonight. Guys, we need to pray and say, Lord, not only do we want to know you, because here's the thing, I don't want to be around during the tribulation. I don't want to be a statistic where all of a sudden I'm living a secret life of sin. I'm not saved. I'm preaching to you guys. The rapture happens and now I'm panicking because here's the thing. There's a good chance a lot of people, half the world is going to die in the tribulation from all those plagues. There's a good chance if you don't get raptured and you're not a believer and you stay during the tribulation, there is a very, very high likelihood, friend, that you are not going to make it through, that you're literally going to die during the tribulation. And so you need to understand that now is the day of salvation. Now is the time to get saved. This is not a time to play church. This is not a time to play games with God. This is not a time to joke around. This is a time of seriousness. This is a time where God wants to heal you. This is a time where God wants to deliver you. And this is a time, friend, that you have to understand where God is moving on our earth that God is moving in this nation and the God is saying I want to use you in this generation I want to use you by my spirit by my power and by my anointing so stop playing games with God stop messing around with this this is not a joke guys this is not again you cannot have time to get ready for this This could be at any moment. And I hope if God did anything in you tonight, more than you giving an offering and more than you sowing, saying great word, I hope that the fear of the Lord is in you to say, Lord, I need your presence. I need your power tonight. I need your anointing. I want to pray with you. Listen, if you're not saved, the Bible says you need to repent of your sin. You need to call out to God. We are only saved by faith. And tonight is the night there's 5,300 of you in this broadcast. You need to evaluate yourself tonight. Say, Lord, am I in the right place where I thought I was? Am I serious about the things of God? Am I hungry for the things of God? Lord, I want, I know a lot of you are saying 100% preacher, but I want, Lord, to go with you in that twinkling of an eye. I want you to come back for me. I'm ready. I have the house ready. If the burglar comes at night, I'm prepared for him to come because I'm sleeping next to my weapon. I'm, I'm literally ready for when the thief comes in the night for him to take me. Anytime, Lord, I'm ready. I don't want to have to get ready. Friend, listen. You don't have another 30 seconds me like I have another year I'll get right next year I'm in this relationship and I just got with this girl I really want to sleep with I just got with this guy I really want to be with I'm living with and so and so I want to live this lifestyle let me have another year of drug addiction another year of alcohol friend I want to tell you right now there is all out hell going to break out in the earth you don't have time to play church friend you don't have time to play games today is the day of salvation now is the day now is your moment right now to say Lord I want to know you now if you're already saved this is a moment if you say Lord I want to know you I'm not going to lead you through a prayer that's not in scripture I'm not going to lead you through the sinner's prayer acts 2:38. what must we do to be saved repent of your sin be baptized and receive the Holy Spirit you right now you can repent of your sin you can live that lifestyle and say Lord search my heart search out the dark areas of my heart I want to know you friend you are not saved by works there's nothing you can do to get you saved it's, it's a free gift it's by putting your faith in Christ this is 100 a free gift tonight that's going to cost you your life you must lay down your life and say Lord I want to give everything to you i want to lay my life down i want to serve you i want to honor you i want to know you i'm tired of playing religion i'm tired of playing games i'm tired of saying lord i i'm messing around i'm playing i lord i want you today listen guys i know tonight there's so much to cover in the book of revelation i just did it in an hour and 20 minutes there's a lot more i'll go into in the weeks coming and and later on but I, i believe tonight is the night for you to get serious with god lord right now we need your touch we need your we need your anointing right now we pray holy spirit that you would come Holy Spirit, you would come. Holy Spirit, you would come. Right now, we pray that you would touch us by your spirit. We pray that you would touch us by your power. We pray that you would touch us by your anointing, God heal our minds god heal our hearts give us eyes to see god open up our eyes to scripture let us not be ignorant to scripture let us not be ignorant to your devices let us not be ignorant to the devices of the enemy let us not be ignorant to the way that you're working god let our our heart be sensitive to the way the holy spirit wants to move right now someone that wants to give up you can't give up come on you got to stay with it brother you got to stay with it sister now's the day of salvation this is your moment tonight this is your divine moment. Don't let the fear of God, the crying the tears, not produce fruit in your life. Father, we are praying right now that you would save us in Jesus' name. Lord, we put our faith in you. God, we believe you. I pray baptism of the Holy Spirit and fire. I pray right now, God, baptize your people. Guys, I was an atheist. I got radically saved. I didn't have no one lay hands on me. No one led me into prayer. I said, God, if you're real, I'll give you everything. And I, I in the inward part of me, I said, Lord, I'll serve you. I'll give you everything. And the Lord touched me, and the Lord changed me. And tonight, I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would have your way in Jesus name Lord do what only you can do do what only you can do in Jesus name we put our faith in you come on there's no other name the Bible says to be saved but but the name of Jesus so Jesus we look to you tonight we look to you tonight we ask you God save us this is the gift of salvation heal us God deliver us lord right now if you need healing in your body god can heal you right now if you need deliverance god can deliver you right now father do what only you can do in jesus name we say do it in us lord none of us are exempt guys our righteousness is filthy rags just begin to ask him right now holy spirit we pray that you would begin to move on people I pray that you'd begin to move in healing. I pray that you'd begin to move in deliverance. I pray that you'd begin to move in marriages. I pray that you'd begin to move in families. I pray that you'd begin to move in our children if your kids aren't saved and you say, Isaiah, I'm afraid of them being left behind. Father, we put our children before you. We put our children on the altar of fire. We put our children on the altar of your word, God. We put our children before you. We sacrifice them to you, God. We give them to you. We return them to you. And we say, Lord, do what only you can do tonight, God. Deliver us tonight, God. Heal us tonight in Jesus' name. Heal us tonight in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, let your fire be released in Jesus' name. Let your power be released in Jesus' name. God, I ask you, just have your way right now. Have your way right now in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, come right now, Holy Spirit. Father, we pray, come. Roboshaka. If you pray in the Holy Spirit, guys, we're not speaking in tongues for an interpretation. If you pray in the Holy Spirit, begin to pray in the Spirit right now and just ask the Lord to move in your heart. God, we pray that the fear tonight, the fear of God, the reverence, the terror of the Lord, that great day, we pray, God, that you would give us wisdom and understanding and understanding in the knowledge of you. Guys, I know it's a lot of information tonight. I know it's a lot to cover, but I pray that the Lord would plant this in your heart and that there would be pr- fruit produced. Literally, that my life would be different after tonight, that I wouldn't go living the same way I lived before. Father, we thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Revival Lifestyle Podcast. If you like what you heard, go to www.isaiasaldivar.com for more content. And please follow me on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram at Isaiah Saldivar. See you next week.